Hey guys, welcome to another wonderful week over here at the Mary and Martha podcast. I am Christina. And I'm Keisha. Wishing those of you who celebrate, though I cannot relate, a happy Independence Day. Um, I will be celebrating tomorrow with food, relaxation, and some laundry. Uh, I'll probably work in the morning, honestly, truly. And then I'll go over to my mother's house and um, get fat. Oh, well, y'all are celebrating then. No, we're not. We do this every Sunday. So we any day that it's people don't Sunday. have to go to work. Any day that people don't have to go to work, my family gets together and eat. Oh, that sounds so. Yeah, wonderful. we're Jamaican. We don't. Mm-mm. Okay. So they're going to set off fireworks around my neighborhood. So I cannot wait to see the hood fireworks. Because that's what they do across the street in Chinese Carol Place. So happy 4th of July to Zamunda Jones, my cat, who's about to be oh terrified Lord. for the second year in a row. But hey, guys. So we're the Mary Mother Podcast. You already told me that. Where we gather weekly to concentrate, commune, contemplate, and celebrate how God's word guides us on how to live empowered and purpose-filled lives. That's right. And we wanted to create this meeting place that is by and for women of faith who also happen to be black women of faith Mm -hmm. to be encouraged, inspired and empowered because uh, we just want to model our space after the space that Jesus created when he was here on earth, when he, sorry, Christina is sick in here and I think that I'm going to catch a cold. No, okay. I did not sniffle all day until you came in here. (coughs) Thank you. So... (laughs) What we want to do is we want to create the kind of space that Jesus created for women, where we felt dignified, we felt worthy, and we felt equal, we felt um, important, we felt impactful. And so because he saw that in each and every one of us, we also see that in y'all. We see that in each other as well, even when Christina's sick and bringing her nastiness around me. I feel unequal right now. Um, You should. I feel like there's some inequality going on right now and some value Well, you brought the germs. On the sick and the shut-in. The you Lord brought the germs, said, okay. but I just wanted you guys to know the intention that we approach this podcast with, even if Christina doesn't respect my right to stay healthy. Oh, Lord Jesus. Can somebody pray for her, please? So you. we are here every uh, and pray for me. Thank you, Jesus. We are here every Thursday. Um, so catch us here uh, on your feet favorite podcasting app whether it be itunes google play spotify stitcher we are out here um making moves or catch us on our instagram at mary and martha podcast we did we We actually did post christina posted this week yeah it would be you because you're the one that's been telling people that we're gonna post so it should be you we did post this week we did which leads me to my church (laughs) announcement go ahead Um, this month we are going to be focusing on a particular series and it's in preparation for this awesome thing that we'll be doing next month. Next month on August 3rd, um, we will be at the Zion Women's Conference. Mm Mm-hmm. You'll get to see us live and in person, arguing with each other and loving on Jesus. Um, We will be repping the Mary and Martha podcast, of course, and we will be talking about Mary and Martha. Specifically, we're focusing on you doing too much because, sis, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. And so we need to push. We need to help you uh, figure out how to push your priorities and block out the noise. So um, this month, we're going to be focusing on it's our first time. We're going to be doing a series. Yes. On um, you're doing the most, sis. Sis. We're going to have no, four parts. Sis, you're doing the most. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Sis, yeah, let me tell y'all something. We are doing three breakout sessions at the conference, an hour apiece. The first two should be good. If y'all want to see, you know, WWE <laughs> black woman's version, please come to the third one. I think it'll be fine. I think by that time we'll be delirious as and laughing. Long, listen, as long as I eat, I'll be fine. But if y'all don't feed me, mm. please let this be a notice to you all people who ask me to come anywhere. <laughs> if you don't feed me, I got about 20 minutes before oh I start going off on people, no, which is why Asha came in with two bags of chips. <laughs> I came in looking like the Hulk ready, ready. So anyway. come hang out with us in the show note. The link is in the show notes. Please come hang out with us. Tickets are going quickly, actually. So um, we're about to make the announcement about our keynote to the you know church-wide announcement because actually mary martha broke the story about who our <laughs> keynote was going to be uh and by mary martha we mean <laughs> christina <laughs> let's make that clear so you All know right. by the time the whole church finds out then it will be sold out so just get your tickets now so awesome keisha speaking of mary and martha what is your mary and martha moment for the week so I'm going to reflect on my week and uh, my Mary and Martha moment is is going to be a shout out to my friends. Um, I think it goes with this theme of doing sis, you're doing the most. Um, I don't know if this counts as a Mary or Martha moment, but it was a reflective moment for my girlfriends and I. Um, this week we happened to I have a group of girlfriends. We're all wives and um, we support each other through the ministry of wifeness because mm -hmm. you need that kind of support. Um, I actually have a number of amazing, amazing girlfriends. These particular girlfriends, um, we like to call ourselves the even better half. And um, <laughs> that's so rude. <laughs> I also don't have any friends that aren't rude. But anyway, so this week we were doing some reflection on the choices that we've made. Now, everybody else in the group is a mom. So their reflections were kind of everybody's at different levels. There's a new mom. There are um, moms who have toddlers. And then there's mm -hmm. moms who have kids that are now like in elementary school and making choices and that kind of stuff. And so this week we were just reflecting on choices that we've made related to um, family, self-care versus like professional. So personal versus mm, professional. Mm -hmm. And I think all of us could relate to the fact that um, because we've kind of all been socialized to not take care of ourselves and to kind of push this professional side, because even if you're ambitious, that doesn't mean you don't want to take care of yourself or take breaks or anything like that. Yeah. And we talked about... Um, how we've all at our different levels started to make different choices so we can be more present, have more mental capacity to enjoy our families, our loved ones. And so, I don't know, I guess you could call it a merry moment because we were, we were talking about how to focus um, better on the things that mattered more. And so I just think that that <coughs> goes along with our theme this month mm. and also what we'll be talking about next month that we really need to take stock of the choices that we're making in our lives mm -hmm. um and if you've got good friends that you can do that with to take time to do that with them child that is so important tante yep what about sure. you girl my i had a martha i had a straight from the book textbook <laughs> martha moment this week so mostly i know you know in my other life i'm a first lady of dying wood bridge bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and <laughs> And along with Those that, weak horns. <laughs> Asha, please leave it just like that. Don't put any horns over that. Nope. 
I want the people to hear That's it. That's how I feel right now. So, as <laughs> lady, there are several things that, you know, I do. And shout out to the Women's Ministry at Zion Woodbridge. Shout out to the director, Celeste Kennedy, who is amazing. Um, so, we decided to have a women's worship night, right? It was going to be great. It was going to be acoustic. Women. All women praise team. Women in the audience. Singing our hearts out to God. So, initially, we all sat down in a group. And I'm just like an auxiliary member of the women's ministry lead team. I'm not an actual member of the women's ministry lead team. I'm just on there because of who I'm sleeping with. So therefore, I had an idea Why did you about- have to say it like that? Did you have to say it like that? <laughs> is that is that is that not true? So uh, we had this idea and I kind of ran with it. And in my running with it, I did not include. Well, in my running with it, let me start here. I like contacted the music director. I contacted the artist we were going to have. Um, I asked the team, hey, what kind of songs do y'all want to do? Okay, and then I communicated that to the music director. I contacted AV. I got all the lights, the cameras, actions, the sound together. I contacted the church administrator. I got all, like, the accoutrements together. Um, and then, like, the week of the worship night, everything started falling apart. Like, there was issues with music. Then there was issues with the location. And then when I went to the team, like, hey, guys, I'm having all these, you know, complications. We're working through them. But, you know, they all kind of felt like I hadn't included them in the process because I had taken on everything myself mm. instead of spreading it amongst the team. And when I kind of, they didn't even tell me that before I said, when I was talking about everything that was going on, I said, you know what, next time I'm going to like let you guys take the lead on this more because I think I just took on too much. And they were like, we so glad you said that. So blah, 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 blah. like, but you know, in a very respectful friend manner, cause mm-hmm. two, two girls on the team I'm really close friends with. So, I had to check myself about doing too much. Mm -hmm. And it's not that, you know, what I was trying to do is serving Christ. Like, it's not that I was trying to throw a twerk party with, like, strippers. I was trying to have... be problematic in the right context, I'm just saying. I was trying to throw something that I'm like, it's going to really push the women forward and edify God's word. But I was so bogged down in the details that I wasn't really focused on really Jesus for myself than the, the couple weeks leading up to it. And I wasn't focused on spreading out the work to the team. So mm-hmm. that was my Martha textbook moment, which led me to our group chat. For Can I just stick a pin here real quick? Go ahead. Stick a pin. Uh, one of the <clears throat> things I've learned about doing ministry mm. is that the act of doing ministry is also ministry. Mm-hmm. So, don't so just always remember that the way you do ministry is also an opportunity to minister to other people so if you take everything on yourself you've taken away the opportunity for you to minister Mm -hmm. or for someone else to minister to you so just always try to remember i always try to remember that whenever i'm doing ministry work is that the ministry work itself is also ministry child that's well we're gonna talk about it today in group chat because let me tell you my the word that i learned for myself so Today, we are going to, like Keisha said, this month, we're going to focus on the Mary and Martha story found in Luke 10. It's actually a very short story to be so impactful. Um, It's only chapter 10, 38 through 42. So it's, I'm going to go ahead and read the whole thing. But just so you guys know, I'm going to be focusing on 41 and 42. But Mary and Martha, verse 38. 
while they were traveling, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. He had she had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks and she came up and asked, asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. So it's 2019. Um, a lot. I will say many women in my friend circle have a lot going on, including myself. And. As I add things, as I add activities, as I add events to my schedule, I kind of have to look at it like, am I adding all of these things to my schedule to make me look perfect? Why am I adding so much? Why am I doing so much? Why do all these things? Uh, why are all these things really um, in my life? What can I pare down? Because oftentimes we'll get ourselves into activities and then overwhelm ourselves mm -hmm. and then be like hmm why am i the president of this bar association hmm why am i on this board hmm why am i leading this ministry if i feel run down and frustrated when everybody ain't working on the same level as me aka martha question and mary like uh excuse me jesus like i'm over here serving i'm over here working and in fact in this particular passage in the bible they were getting ready for one of the major feasts which was the feast of the tabernacle um so jewish women you know were in charge of the house they were in charge of doing all the things that they needed to do in order to get the house ready so i can only imagine martha house is filled with people filled with people cooking filled with people cleaning like imagine getting ready for a big uh, getting ready for christmas and you're having family over like your house needs to be clean you're gonna have people over you need to actually have like it together so imagine like mary martha's attitude it's like yo jesus is here so i really really want to have everything perfect for him mm -hmm. and i already have so much going on so when mary didn't match her energy martha had an attitude so I feel like sometimes when I overwhelm myself, if I feel like somebody else isn't doing as much as me, I have an attitude with them when they may just be focusing on one thing instead of me focusing on many things. Mm -hmm. So it's like you really have to look at whether you are doing one thing really well or whether you are trying to do two much and when you look at also um the new testament and looking at looking spe specifically the pharisees were like the jewish professors and they knew the torah back and forth and moses said back in exodus and leviticus um the sabbath is a day of rest that's what he said the Pharisees added so much to that that they were getting mad at Jesus for healing people on the Sabbath because the Sabbath was supposed to be a day of rest. How many of us, God tells us one thing and then we add so much to that one thing that we end up overloading and frustrating ourselves because we're not focused on what the original intent was. Yeah, I was going to say like a lot of what the Pharisees were doing is that their focus was on the ritualistic things, mm -hmm. but not on the goal of making a day of rest. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't literally do nothing. Right. But, um, but it, I mean, you're not supposed to be doing the busy work that you do on other days of the week. But the whole, go- I mean, I think of, okay, I think of my Sunday dinners with my family. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, remember I told you I was talking with my girlfriends about like slowing down. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've been really intentional about is I have been forcing myself to leave my work at work. Mm. So when I leave the office, I might stay a little late, but when I leave the office, I try to leave at a point where I'm comfortable with what's been done, what needs to be done. You know, everything urgent and important for that day has been taken care of. Mm-hmm. And I go home and I spend time with my husband. Mm. I'd like give him attention. Um, obviously, there's exceptions to this. But on <laughs> and then on Sundays, Sundays, it's about restoring myself. Mm-hmm. And so I go to church, I go to brunch, and then I go and ha- I, I take a nap. And then I go and I hang out with my family. And I I am really, really protective of my Sundays. There have been times when people are like, let's do a conference call on a Sunday. I'm like, nope, not available. What about next Sunday? I'm not available any Sunday. <laughs> because Sundays you have new. to, when, when you're setting aside that day of rest, it's not, like I said, to do nothing. But it's mm-hmm. to do the things that restore you. Because right. rest is supposed to be restorative. That's what, you should have some point. Some set aside time, even if it's not a whole day, you should have set aside time where you are restoring yourself to then go back and do the work. Yeah. Yeah. And and to not get to the point where you're a jack of all trades and mm-hmm. a master of none. Like, because mm-hmm. that's what happens when we overload ourselves. We're not good at anything mm-hmm. because we're stretching ourselves too thin. And it's all about giving the gift. So I'm reading this book right now, Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World. So if you've read it, uh, just know that a lot of our thing on the August third is going to be about this. But giving the gift that God desires. Like, what is the one thing that God told you to do in the first place? Like in for Martha's position, the one thing God wanted them to do is really to put worship before work. You got to put worshiping Christ and being there in his presence before you do the serving. Because if you put the serving before the worship, you're just serving empty. Mm hmm. You're not filled with him. You're not really focused on him. You're just doing it because you want to make yourself look good. If you don't include him in the serving part, you're doing it for pride and you're doing it for ego. And you'll get your reward now and not later. Mm -hmm. If you get a reward now. Right. Because you may you may find out, oh, wait, I'm really burnt out. Oh, wait, I'm really not. (laughs) There's a reward. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Reward is burnout. (laughs) Sorry. And all God wants to do is fellowship with you. That's all. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't want the rituals. He wants the relationship. So we have to remember that you can't overdo it. You can't do the most. You have to look at the one thing that God told you to do. So step one is putting worship before work. And step two, when you are working, don't overdo it. Everybody has a lane. Stay in your lane. And for me with this week, the way I got out of my lane was we have people on the team who do things well. So instead of delegating, I'm just like, hmm, I can do it. Hmm, it's easier because a lot of times we do that out of pride. Like, oh, I'll do it myself because it'll get done. I know it'll get done. And mm-hmm. I don't have to put faith and trust in other people. But that is so opposite to the way God wants us to run our lives. This reminds me, I had a conversation with my colleague this week about delegation, mm. specifically about delegation. There was this article. It was so good. I read it. I shared it on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, the time thing? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, delegation has two beneficiaries. The beneficiary for the person who is delegating, mm-hmm. because now you can f- you can free up your time to focus on tasks that you needed to prioritize mm-hmm. or that you need to be able to do well. And then to the person to whom you are delegating, the benefit is that they get to learn something new. They get to step up. They get to show, right. you know, their chops or whatever like that. So when you delegate and when you do it well, when you do it consistently, when you do it actively, then you're actually benefiting yourself and another person. Because a lot of us will think, well, if I do it myself, I can do it faster. It's just not true. Mm-hmm. Because the other thing is, if you're on a team, going fast and going alone doesn't benefit the team. Nope. So you got to check yourself and you got to ask yourself, am I not sharing because I really think that no one else has the capacity to do this? Or am I not sharing because my ego tells me I'm the only one who can do this? Mm, child. And then um, if you're working on a team, you should want to operate with the team in such a way that you build others up. And that means allowing room for disappointment. Just like you had Mm -hmm. to learn, you got to give somebody else the opportunity to learn. Um, And unless we are intentional about doing that, um, we will overburden ourselves. We will burn out and we will be bitter. Child, child for like so serious. So true. So true. So. How do we, um, besides putting worship before work and not overdoing it, um, four good ways to focus on the one thing. One, you really have to invite Jesus to rule and reign and direct you to what your thing is. Like, you can't just be out here like, ah, maybe I'll do this today or maybe I'll do this do that today. You really have to say every single day, God, Point me into the direction of the one thing that you want me to accomplish today. Not saying that you're only only going to accomplish one thing today, but it may be something that day that God really wants you to focus on. So really pray and ask him, God, what is that? What is that thing? Even if that thing is God wants you to love everybody you come into contact with. Or God wants you to shut your mouth today and just listen. Because he be telling me to do that sometimes and I don't be listening. But, the, he, you know, God may ask you to do that one thing. The second thing to do is ask God to reveal the next step. So figuring out what the next step is as I go through that day. You can't let the big picture overwhelm you. You have to really take it step by step. And again, this is all from my favorite new book, Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World. You also can't, I, you can't really move on to the next thing unless you sufficiently completed the last thing. Mm-hmm. I've learned to, <clears throat> the whole idea of multitasking is BS. Because if you're multitasking, then you're never really focused to make sure that you're not making stupid mistakes. You're not making things you could easily avoid. And Mm -hmm. so I've learned that when I'm doing something, I'm focused on that. If you want to interrupt me, hold on. Let me pause. Let me take note of where I am. Answer your question and get back to the work that I was doing. Right. Step by step. Right. The third thing is have faith that what needs to get done will get done. Amen. And since you've already told God, you know, I'm giving my day to you, like, Lord, you show me that one thing. You got to trust that he'll show you that one thing mm-hmm. and that you'll do it in the time that you're allowed to do it. So you really have to trust that whatever wasn't done, it either wasn't necessary or God is going to bring a ram in a bush. Amen. To make it happen. And the last thing is be open to the spirits leading. Like Keisha just said, your day will be interrupted. 
um, don't resist the interruptions. Flow with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the joy and the freedom that comes with surrendering your agenda and cooperating with his is what the book says, which I'm like, I'm taking this and running with it. I think the last one is definitely my favorite mm-hmm. because we become such sticklers um, because we're stressed, because we're overburdened and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And so then you miss the ministry moments. Exactly. Nobody talked to me. I got work to do. But somebody may have really needed to talk to you and you could have you were specifically situated to be the one to help them. Right. And then you turned them off. Mm-hmm. And then that's you're not operating in your ministry at that yeah. point. Yep. So Proverbs sixteen three says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Amen. So that's group chat for the for the day. Sis, you're doing too much. So you need to focus on just one thing, just like Jesus told Mary. Mar- uh, just me just told sorry Jesus told Martha um, Martha Martha you're worried about many things but one thing is necessary and that's him yep so sisters and the brothers out there who listen why don't you send us an email to Mary and Martha podcast at gmail.com tell us what you think about the series this month if there's something that you want to hear us talk about to hear mm. us address in the sis you're doing the most series then let us know we're happy to hear from you we love to get your emails and your feedback so we're going to move into the power prayer for the week and so um, take a moment to give yourself some quiet time with the Lord so we can focus on the one thing, which is to commune with him. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time and for this day, God. We thank you for the times that you have shown us where our ego has driven us into despair. Mm -hmm. So God, thank you for the humbling moments that remind us that you are the author and finisher. You are the beginning and the end. And you know which way we should go in order to find success in you. God, we ask that you would help us to focus on one thing. And that one thing is you. Because by focusing ourselves on you, we grow into who you want us to be. And not only that, that means that when things come to distract us, we know if they've been sent by you for us to operate in our ministries or if they're sent by the enemy to distract us from our purpose. Mm -hmm. So God, thank you for what you are doing in our lives. Thank you for the pruning that you're doing. God, give us the courage to say no Mm -hmm. so that we can focus on what you have set before us to do. Thank you for this time, God. Bless those who are hearing our voices. And until we see them again next week, help us to focus on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. See y'all next week. Hopefully I feel better.